0: Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching, and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Noble Father podcast. Today is April the 24th, 2023, and I hope this finds you well. Today's episode uh, is going to be started with a dedication Um by a father in my group he recently wrote a poem for um, for us and um, he wanted to dedicate it to his sons Drake and Maxwell this is for you guys also if you wanted to see this um, on this podcast on video format you can head on over to the patreon Uh, it's at patreon.com forward slash noble father and you'll be able to find this in video format and you can see William William Schimpeno in his beautiful hair and wonderful sunglasses as he reads this poem. Um, And if not, you can tune in on the audio for free and um, let's all listen to this uh, poem by William Schimpeno. The poem. You're the reason we continue to fight. Your life is the light. We do our best daily to raise you right. Given no instruction manual, we learn how to keep you well. At times you will drive us crazy, going against what we want you to be, pushing the limit of every boundary. When all we want is for you to see, we will disappear our pride, pushing it aside. We will enter a new realm of communication. We're driven by love and adoration. Only time will tell what you will become a teacher, a principal, a coach, a scholar, just remember you were led there by a noble father. Absolutely beautiful, uh, and this was shared, to, shared with me last Thursday, um, and William was in attendance, and a bunch of us fathers got to listen to it for the first time. And, uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things because, you know, William travels the country and um, he's not able to see his children, which is um, difficult. And, um, you know, so William, if you're out there, you know, listening to this, just know that we're constantly praying for you and uh, the things that are going on in Drake and Maxwell. I want you to know that your father is a wonderful man. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it, it's heartbreaking sometimes to, to know that these things do happen and, um, but, you know, today's episode, I really felt, you know, moved, um, you know, into into a certain direction this week. And, um, you know, I want to say before I begin that, you know, I, I might be the main... The main voice of the noble father podcast and 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 i might say that i coach fathers and 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 that i you know you know do this and that and and i I want you to know that i don't speak from this position of being on a high horse and say that i have it all together and so a lot of the things that i speak about on the noble father podcast is something that i am working on as an individual too i am not a perfect father i am not um always a noble father Um, There are things that I do that aren't noble. I'm still a sinful man. And so, you know, today's episode, I hope that you'd listen to with an open mind to really ask yourself, um, what can you take away from this? And not to think that I am uh, talking to you from a position of authority because I'm not, um, though I always strive to live it in my own life before I talk about it um, wholeheartedly. But, you know, there's no perfect Person and so I am definitely not a perfect person. Um, in, in sharing these things, these are just things that have come up in my own life and that I share. Um, and you know, the the theme of today's episode I really felt was you know um, being present. And and you know what what I mean by that is um, you know all throughout our kids lives um it does it shouldn't end and there shouldn't be any kind of secrecy or any veil of darkness that um it caused something to stay and and linger and to fester um you know i've been recording a lot of reels and and editing them and releasing them and one of my most recent ones was uh uh one that interviewed it was an interview on abc um interviewing sue klebold susan klebold who is dylan klebold's um mother Uh, if you don't know who dylan klebold is dylan klebold was one of the shooters at the columbine um high school um back in 1999 i believe um and you know she she led the she led a very you know uh present present life with her with her son she was very present with them with him and and even then um you know he lost his way and you know, you know, she openly admitted that she didn't dig, she didn't dig deeper into the things that was plaguing him, because if she knew that he was going through this mental break, that she would have found help for him. And the events may not have happened the way that they did. And, you know, the premise of that reel was really a good reminder for me that, you know, as parents, we can do everything right. And yet, the world can still come fast and hard, and take away and undo all the hard work that we've done. And so, that certainly was the case between, you know, for Susan Klebold and her son Dylan. Um, You know, along the way, she thought that he was going through an adolescent phase where he was starting to push back, and he got very quiet and didn't like to um, engage with her, with his mom, and didn't want to talk to his mom. and you'd always complain about being tired or that he had too much homework and she didn't dig deeper um had she dug deeper she would have realized that he had a journal he had been writing suicide notes he had been uh you know having violent ideation and 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 it it could have been a preventative measure you know um and and that's one of those things is is we we need to have that foundation of conversation with our children. Now, mind you, um, my kids are not teenagers yet. Uh, My son's only seven, he's going to be eight this year, my daughter is four, she's turning five on Thursday. And, you know, I haven't encountered that yet. I haven't gone through that journey yet. But everything that I've seen from others, and I've learned from other people, even as myself, as as a teenager growing up, I just think of, You know what was missing. What 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 would change that circumstance to, um, you know, go from veiled secrecy and darkness to open light, Um, and it really starts at a foundational level. I feel, you know, one of the most uh, profound times of my day um, that I often overlook, actually, which is which is kind of scary because it's very easy to do this. Um, You know, when I'm is whenever we're having dinner or a meal together as a family um all our meals are shared together Uh, uh, most of them you know whenever i'm not at home not not out with some friends or you know having a, a lunch meeting or something like that but um you know dinners dinners are often together and um and we always sit together and we always eat together and we always talk together um we always wait for each other before we start eating to pray and you know, do our best to put away our, our, our mobile devices and be engaged in that in that in that place. I remember growing up as a kid in 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 uh, Venezuela. Um, my parents had this box of like, um, you know Post-it uh, not post-it cards but just like um like flash cards with with uh bible verses on them and there was questions on them and i remember and these are fond memories right where we were sitting together and before we eat we would take out a each take out a card and we'd read what's on our card and then speak about those things excuse me i had a long night um and um And you know, it was engaging conversation. It was setting a foundation. Obviously, that didn't last very long. I I would say that it only—it probably didn't even last a year um, that we did that. Um, But even then, I remember—I remember those cards. I remember the way the box looked. I remember some of those conversations. And and that's really the foundation. Obviously, we, we fell off. Like we didn't continue to do it, and we lost that consistency and that foundation of it. And even into my teenage years, you know, not having that conversation with my family and my, my dad, especially is that I, I, I didn't, I couldn't relate some of the things that I was going through with him. You know, obviously he was, he came to Canada at a, at a, at a young age, you know, at his early adult years and, you know, his English wasn't the best and my English was superb and, and my Chinese was terrible, not enough to express myself to my dad in that way, um, Obviously, he'd understand it now. But you know, that was many years ago, I'm I'm already 37 this year. And so, you know, to think that 17 year when I was 17, I was 20 years ago, is, um, that's a long time ago. And so, you know, when I when I think about, you know, where we lose our children, you know, the teenage years seems to be this thing that really, really sticks out, you know, um, they go to school and they suddenly have like a separate life from home. Like if if I were to ask you, do you know 100% unequivocally what life at school is like for your children? I'm sure a majority of the parents would say they don't know because you're not in the classroom with them. You know, maybe you have the, you you know, and the only thing that I can see it being uh, an anomaly of sorts would be if you're teaching your children in that school. Um, But by no means would you see them you know, would you have them every single grade until they're older? And so, you know, there's this premise of of, of digging deeper into understanding our children's lives and, and setting a foundation for communication early on. And, and you know, the, one of the hardest things about that as, as, as fathers even is that, you know, majority of, of the fathers out there and this is not to disparage those that stay at home, um, you know. Is that they they're they're out they're out in 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 the workforce or you know putting in the time to get uh, you know to bring food put food on the table and provide for the family that way. Uh, it, it's hard to be engaged with your children when you are out there doing that, you know. And, and I'm saying this from sometimes like I there's fathers in my group that work like hundred hundred plus hours a week. Um, And, you know, it's 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 not easy being present and intentional whenever you work that many hours, Um, you know, which is why each father should look to themselves and think, you know, am I making good use of my time? Because, you know, um, it's it doesn't matter that you work it doesn't matter the amount of hours that you work so much as the time that you do have with your children, you are absolutely present with them, and you are absolutely intentional with them. And and, and that's what that's where conversation really comes in. And, and, you know, when I think about open conversation with children, and, and, and where do we go wrong, and, and I think about it from my own perspective, and from my own life is that sometimes, you know, um, even in harmless conversation, we need to be careful how we respond because, even in the harmless things, there are sometimes where we turn the conversation negatively that would impact the likelihood and raise the reluctance of our children to come and speak to us about certain issues. Let's just say, you know, in passing, they hear you talking about how drugs are terrible and bad and that you would never forgive somebody for something. And and you say that out loud and your children hear you. The chances of your child, if they have some kind of, you yeah, make a make a mistake related to drugs, for them to come to you after they've seen you react the way that you have, um, would probably le- decrease the likelihood that they're going to tell you about it. And that certainly happened for me because when I left the church um, at the age of 18 and kind of vent- ventured out and did my own prodigal son journey, um, you know, where I left and and and, and didn't want to go back to church, uh, there were a lot of things that I got involved with that I felt like, you know, religion would tell me that that's not good for a pastor's kid or that's not good for a missionary's kid. Or, um, and so, you know, I... I, I didn't I didn't speak to them about it, and I pushed them away, and I you know, and I put up my defenses, and and you know, in in secrecy and in darkness, you know, you want to keep everything quiet. You don't you don't want to show anybody or tell anybody what's going on. Obviously, when I turned eighteen, I became an adult, and you know, my parents' um, response to me was really just letting me explore it on my own. I mean, I, I think I think my my eight from my time as an 18 year old and on really showed how much faith my parents had in God, um, you know, to, to take care of me really, because they didn't force it didn't press, they didn't. Um, they weren't like you're forcing me to go to church or anything like that. Um, it, it was not religious at all. It was really allowing me to discover and uncover those things for myself. Um, and that that's like, that's huge. That was huge for me because, you know, if they continue to pu- if they pushed me in any way, I'm sure I would have went further and further away from the faith. And, and you know, I even have friends that have never gone back, um, which, which is very hard and difficult for me to swallow because, you know, I was a bit of a leader um, in that circle of friends. Um, but you know, I've I've forgiven myself, and I think God has forgiven and God has forgiven me for those things, you know, because I'm not responsible for some another adult's responsibility, like choices and responsibilities. And so, um, you know, obviously, I wish that they're still back, and you know, I still pray that they come back. Um, but you know, I do hold myself uh, to to an account of sorts. Um, So, you know, this conversation bit, you know, we we don't know where our kids go wrong, you know, and, 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 you know, this is, like I said, we can do everything right and still things can go bad. And, and that has been the case, like so many, um, so many occurrences in, in in modern day, even like suicides and stuff, you know, there's, there's people that take their lives and catch people off guard and, and, you know, everybody's so used to wearing a smile and, and um, hiding the things that they want to hide and presenting a facade of, of having it all together, or that things are okay. Um, and also the habitual response of i am okay, you know, like, I'm doing okay, like, I'm doing okay, I'm doing good, like, like, it, you know, whenever somebody asks you how you're doing, is, you know, every bit of the indication of, of how surface level we live, we, you know, we ourselves don't even want to touch, you know, certain things that are going on in our lives, like certain thoughts that are difficult for us to reconcile emotions that are difficult to feel. Uh, We we try to numb and avoid those things. Um, Interestingly enough, you know, the other day, I was driving, and I totally thought of this, you know, thought of this thing, I was like, you know, there's no, there's no drink strong enough. There's no drug hard enough. There's no video game fun enough um there's no person um attractive enough uh you know there's no food tasty enough there's just think of everything in this world that we do and we're part of that we use to numb you know no money amounts no 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 amount of money spent um will help you deal with those problems that you have on the inside and and that's so much that's that's so incredibly true um you know we can numb all those things it it reminds me of uh, my son's math homework he brought it back and you know he was he was falling behind because he just kept not doing the work and uh, even during the times during class he should be doing he didn't do it and you know it built up to to this monster right this monster that suddenly you have so many pages to do that you can't you can barely catch up and and you know you've fallen behind already and, and, and the thing about that is we need to face it like you can you can close the math book and hope it disappears and then go play video games. But when you're done playing video games, that math homework is still not done. Something needs to be done about it. Um, and, and and we need to go back at it. You know, when we look at the whole problem entirely and we try to take a big bite out of it uh, and try to take it like a jawbreaker, like it's not going to you're not going to be able to swallow that thing whole um you're going to have to take little bites right a, a mountain is not climbed in one step if i looked at mount everest um not that i'm going to climb mount everest but if i looked at mount everest and i thought man that's going to be really difficult to climb uh, all in one go like if i see the whole thing you know i'm going to be like oh that's brutal but you know if i took one step at a time one step at a time one step at a time eventually i will climb mount everest um that's the same for any kind of challenge that you have tax season I don't want to do my taxes, you know. Um, uh, you know, you, you just got to do one thing at a time. Take take it one step at a time. Um, a difficult conversation, you know. You just got to take it one word at a time. You know, start with one thought and then slowly talk about it more and more. And, 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 that's, and that's the thing about us as human beings is that, you know, when we live surface level and we don't deal with those things on the inside, we're going to keep it secret and we're going to keep it in the dark. And not only that, we're not going to find people that we want to open up to because we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to bring any attention to it. So you know, we must open up about it. And and this is a worthwhile topic because, you know, as fathers, we don't talk enough. We don't share our problems openly enough. And, and, and men too, you know, men in general, right? We're told to, you know, suck it up and and not to speak about certain issues and and we take such a surface level approach to it it's no wonder in those father's groups on facebook and other social medias you, you only find fathers that want to talk about you know the next big show on netflix or uh, what they're cooking for barbecue tonight or uh, new balance shoes or lawn patterns you know on the garden um, it's so surface level and and, and is there is there is that a symptom of what we're facing today like of of brokenness of suicides and violent crime and 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 you know other things that we prescribe addiction right um you know there's there's so much of so much of our lives are out of control that in being able to choose what we numb ourselves with is us grasping for control and so you know um you know i know this is true in my own life right like i like to grab at things that i can control um, when things are out of control um, you know you want to rest it back into your own hands and and as human beings i think this is only natural for us to do um it, it's not it's not it's not something that uh, select people do. Everybody does this to an extent, and, and and there's a reason, you know, is that this internal deep yearning is is the spiritual side of things. We we are spiritual beings living a physical life, and so there's a deep yearning for us as spiritual being beings for something beyond us, something above us, and we have no way of verbally and mentally comprehending that this is something beyond us um, that's a, that's not to say every single person is 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 the same way or, or two different degrees um, you know that numbing that numbing the act of numbing is is something that we consciously do and is if we're not careful we numb it enough to the point where we won't feel it anymore um, you know the same could be said about sin um, you know, you know, it used to be that um, certain sins, when I commit them, I would uh, feel the feel the gravity of it, I'd feel the the conviction from it that I that i had done something wrong. And over time, um, have done it over and over again, that you realize that you lose that you lose that feeling, you lose that tenderness, you lose that softness, and the wound has been stepped on so many times that you know you've overwhelmed your your brain with the pain hormones and so you don't feel the the the, the pain anymore um, that that can become very callous your heart becomes callous and and you're not as sensitive as you used to be to um, to those to those feelings can you keep it down please buds thank you um, and and that callousness can lead to so many different, um, so many different things falling apart. Right? When we don't face up to the problems, then uh, we'll just continue to numb. And any kind of numbing—if you look at it, anything, substance, um, distractions, right? Like, how many Netflix shows can you totally watch? Like, how many? how many hard drugs can you take you know Uh, and all recovering addicts and 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 alcoholics will tell you that no amount of alcohol helps them solve the problems that they're facing and so you know and that's not to, to, to disparage them because as ordinary human beings we too have this proclivity to um Numb with other things. You might think that, oh, you know, by scrolling social media, that you're not uh, you're not doing it, and that's it's it's actually a a lesser evil than than drugs and alcohol. In reality, um, it's just as bad if you're not facing the issues. Um, You know, it's it's kind of like the money you make. It's not what you make. It's how much you save, right? And so, even somebody who makes a million dollars but spends a million dollars is making as much as somebody who is um, making you know, $10 and spends $10, you guys are pretty much the same, right? Um, and so in that sense, you know, if, if I'm making $10, but I'm saving $5 and you're making a million dollars, but you're not saving any money, I've made more money than a millionaire. Um, and so there's a, there's a big difference understanding that life is very complicated and it's a, it's an internal battle. It's an internal life that we live, not a, not an external life that we live. Um, that's not to say we're living in the Matrix or any of this kind of um, new age stuff that, that is out there. Um, certainly need to be very present with how we are. And, and you know, to, to, to think about that, you know that conversation deeper is like, you know we don't only live ex- internally for ourselves, we live internally for ourselves and for others, because in external friends, people who live externally. Will not have. Uh, let me let me let me try to see if I can phrase this right. External friends will most psychologically probably seek external companions. They won't seek somebody who's deep in thought. I don't like. It, it, it would it would be backwards, right? Why would I if I don't face the problems that I face on the inside? Why would I have deep internal friends? there'd be no reason to do that. And so, you know, we can so easily get ourselves into a place of making a huge mistake when we don't have deep level friends. um, Because then the decisions we make are all from this surface level. You know, just think if you valued uh, looks over a person's personality, This is something that gets us in trouble all the time. Value a person's looks over their personality, their character, um, their loyalty. And, you know, you get into a relationship with them and then you have a kid with them. You're hooked to this person forever. And, you know, the decisions we make from that external place is one that is most often filled with regret. You know, can a person get lucky? Probably. And, you know, it's so interesting because I literally just finished listening to an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast with Chris Stefano and Chris E.D., think they like to call him, and, you know, he's talking about how, you know, his dad was giving him fatherly advice and, and how he was like, he was out gambling and, and, you know, playing with women and, um you know, his dad was giving the, the gambling analogy of, you know, 99 times out of 100, right, you go to the casino, and you win, you win money, you win, you know, a lot of money. And, you know, that one time, the one time that you lose to the house, um, they'll make all that back and more. And so the same goes for relationships with people is that, you know, 99 times out of 10, you'll have a great time with, you know, 99 women out of 100. But there's going to be that one. That you get mixed up with get tangled with who's out to destroy your life and take over your life and destroy it completely wreck it and it will take everything away from you and that's the thing about living externally is that if we're not careful and we live externally pursuing this endlessly there's going to be that one that will completely destroy everything and 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 that's the danger, and that is why this work is so important. Um, you know, every father must look to themselves and ask themselves how they're doing in that. Are you setting a good example for your children? Because, you know, the other day, you know, a thought occurred to me is that, you know, and I want you to think about this for yourself as I close off this episode is, look at your own life through the eyes of your children. What do they see? What are the habits that they see? What are the examples of life that they're seeing? If there's any area in your life that you feel is not up to par, what are you you doing about it? each person sets their own standard for it i don't want you to go and find your friend who you know is a physical trainer and be like man i want to have his body or or that you know you have a friend who's a psychologist and think that i should be on his level mentally or whatever i want you to ask yourself what is ideal for yourself in all seven realms of your wellness you know all the seven domains of your wellness how are you physically are you taking your care of yourself physically are you taking care of yourself emotionally and excuse me and mentally are you taking care of yourself relationally? Are you surrounding yourself with good friends, companions who are deep, who understand who you are, and also challenge you and, and, and push you to be better? How about spiritually? Are you growing spiritually as a person? Are you setting the example of how life, a spiritual being's life is lived to your children? And then also environmental and, and vocational is what are you doing environmentally? What are you what are the environments you're part of? where are you hanging out most of the time are you hanging out at bars all the time are you hanging out at strip clubs all the time are you hanging out at a PC bar um, you know in a net bar or are you you know where where are the places you're at are you at the gym all the time you know all these things take into account your son or your daughter is watching your every move um, and then also vocationally is like what do you do for work if your work is draining you and is causing you to be stressed just think about the message that sends without you even having to say anything. If you come home and you're stressed out beyond measure, beyond words, you just want to kick off your shoes and just sit on the couch and veg out. You can't even have a conversation, you can't even play with your children, like you know, and your kids know not to disturb dad once he's home. Like, yeah, it's a hard day, but you know, what does that set? What does that show, right? As 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 fathers, we're showing our children how life as a man is done. if if all he sees from you coming home is like resentment and disgust or stress and and fatigue it doesn't really set much of a of a picture of how life is done and also for a daughter it's like this is not the is that the type of man you want her to find in the future because you know you're the you're the you're the standard you're the litmus test for the man she's going to look for and it's interesting in that Joe Rogan podcast, they also talk about like the, the dual duality of examples is that you can do it so bad to the point where your children know not to do that. And I've said this before, countless times, you can do it so bad to the point where your kids know not to be like that. Or you do it so well that they know to be like that and to adopt the most beautiful points, the best parts. You know, there's no perfect, right? So you're going to do your best to push yourself and to grow yourself which is why development and personal growth is so critical to fathers right i always say all the time you're the icebreaker you're the front of the ship you're the front of the convoy and you have to break through the ice the sharpest part is the front of the boat you're not going to put the weakest um you're not going to devote everything to everybody else, and you know, spruce up the boats in the convoy whenever your icebreaker is close to breaking through. The hull is not even; the hole is compromised. You must take the leadership position and work on yourself first and foremost to lead your family well. All um, right, that's why the lion gets the 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 lion of the pride gets the 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 king's share. Right, the alpha wolf gets the king's share they they're the leaders they must be the strongest and they must take care of their family in order to take care of their family well, they have to take care of themselves first and foremost and that's what we as fathers must do who gets the lion's share of the money that you bring in in terms of your development your growth when was the last time you bought a book when was the last time you read a book when was the last time you invested in yourself Um, you know when was the last time you went to the gym or or you know spent money on something that built you up as a person Um, what about your dreams right what about your your desires as a human being of hobbies that you potentially are putting second fiddle or third fiddle because your family is taking priority your work is taking priority you know if you're working that many hours how much time are you really having and devoting to yourself for you to unwind and actually take care of yourself so you can take care of others so many fathers out there serve their family with empty cups and that's no way to do it you know, that's not, that's not how life was intended to be lived as fathers. And so um, that's kind of all I wanted to share today. You know, remember that conversations with our children is, is something that is fostered early on. Be intentional about how you ask your children. Um, you know, this summer, I highly encourage you, if you have the ability is to go camping with your children, disconnect from technology and just be quiet with them. Just be quiet with them and be intentional. There's, you know, so much of us so much of this modern world thinks that we have to do things with amazing amount of fluff you know about and stuff right and we have to do entertaining things try putting things down slowing down and just being just going deep with something slow something and just going slow with it don't have to doesn't have to be anything elaborate it's just to really spend time together you know put out a blanket stare at the stars and just have a conversation right just just keep talking keep having a conversation And you know when you set that tone uh, of conversation and openness that there's no limits to what can be talked about um, and that you know you've you've given your children the um, you know that they know that they can come to you for anything that there isn't anything that they can do that can separate you from their love um, that goes a long way it's unconditional And, and I know it doesn't only work for children because I've seen it done with strangers our meetups on Thursdays is exactly like that. It's unconditional. People bring whatever they have, and they are held in that space, and they are told and supported on it. Um, and you know, we may not have the solution or the way forward, but we all have a. We all have to have that in our life. We all have to have this open space to drop these things in, free of judgment, free of um, any kind of um, advice. It's just, just to let it go. You know, we can't hold on to it. Like I said, those the support ticket window, um, you know, tickets are coming in and mm-hmm. you have to reconcile them. We have to reconcile them or else they're not going to go anywhere and they're going to build up. And once you build it up to the point, um, bad things can really happen. That's when we start to harm ourselves and start to harm others and devalue the life that is around us. And so if you're a father that's listening to this or you're a spouse of a father who um, could really benefit from that, kind of safe space I'd love to welcome you out to the meetups that we do on Thursdays Um, I won't be in attendance for this this coming week's uh, meetup but uh, because my daughter is turning four uh, turning five and so um, you know I'm going to have other fathers lead that group I'm going to be intentional with my daughter Um, you know that that happens on Thursdays at 4 p.m pacific time um, and so you'd have to do the time conversion for yourself that'd be 7 p.m eastern time and if you're in the UK that's like eight hours ahead Uh, I believe that's like 12 midnight for you and um you know so do the conversion for yourself and um you know do your best to try to make it out also also um like i said at the beginning of the podcast is that you know if you are a um if you're looking for the video format of this you know and you're looking to even support this work that i'm doing with fathers is um, to go onto our patreon.com forward slash noble father no space and um support us in our work there you'll find that you can access me with more with the higher tiers this is everything that i do for work um, aside from this and a nonprofit that i work with uh doing work in china um this is this is this is everything that i do and um, th- this is what i devote most of my time to and so i just want to thank you also for tuning into this episode um thank you for joining me for it and for the all the additional new listeners who have just tuned in a few episodes ago i want to say how much i value your time um in, in listening to my podcast please share this with other fathers out there i'm absolutely passionate about this work and um I, 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 I toil tirelessly um, to get this word out there. and so um, if you can help me, that's a free of charge thing that you can do for me. You can share it and on all your social medias. I'd love to um, meet all the fathers that I can that I am able to help and um, yeah, don't, don't uh, you know, reach out to a father today and just tell them how much you care about them. And, um, and if they could benefit from the space, I'd, we'd love to have them. And so um, until next time, thank you for tuning in. Bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, Um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Until next time, bye for now.